Today on the show, we have a very special guest. She is a mother of four, a registered nurse, but you better not ask her for any medical advice. (laughs) A knitting queen, one of the most creative people I know, and the only reason I'm able to be alive in this very moment, my mother, Karen Spignese. (laughs) Thanks for being with us tonight. Thanks for having me. So... I wanted to have my mom on the show because, first of all, it's the holiday season and it's family time. And also because I know recently in the health and wellness world, everyone is talking about sort of ancestral trauma, generational trauma, seeing and what that really means is looking at your family, whether you're close with your family or not, seeing what they went through and then connecting that to your personal health. And I think it's fascinating My mom is one of the most mysterious people that I know. (laughs) So I always ask her questions and I dig and I dig and I find something new about her almost every day and it surprises me. We won't share everything because she needs to maintain that level of mystery. But I just encourage you to speak with your parents or your relatives or people who knew them because you can really find a lot out about yourself. And it can be reflective and healing. And also, you can really just tap into specific conditions or diagnoses as well. And so we just want to get started. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your upbringing, where Uh, you grew up, your family. I grew up in Medford, Massachusetts. And um, I had five half-brothers and sisters and... um, they they um they all lived at the house until two of them were in their teen years and then they moved to New Jersey with their father. Then my mother uh married my father and had me and then um they were only married a couple of years and my mother divorced him and married my stepfather. And that's the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> So tell us a little bit more about like food, memories you have around food, because you you told me a little bit about that. But what were like some of your favorite meals? Um, What did you did you ever cook with your mom? Things like that. I didn't really cook with my mother, but uh, because she was like so busy working. Um, She was a waitress all her life and um, she would I was telling you this Angela earlier about how she would come home on weekdays and make my lunch go back to work and she would leave me a big long note you know about her day and stuff and um that she would go back to work I never saw her because we had we're on different time schedule I would come home from school eat my lunch and go back to school but it was really nice to have that note there yeah that's I love that it's really sweet I was going to say my favorite meals, I didn't realize I had favorite meals from my mother until I moved out and had to cook for myself. (laughs) But I really did like her beef stew and um, her, uh, you know, she used to roast chickens on the weekends and um, have roast beef or, um, you know, what do you call it? The shoulder, the... um, Short ribs? No, not short ribs. You know, like the Irish one. Um, 
Corned beef and cabbage. Okay, corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, maybe that, something like that on the weekend. And every Friday night we had pizza, and every Saturday night we had Franks and beans. Tell people what Franks are. Um, hot dogs. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure most people would know, but just in case. Wieners. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Nice. And then, so you also had a lot of like canned vegetables and box foods, right? Because oh we grew yeah, up the same I way. I don't really except for like lettuce, an iceberg lettuce, <laughs> um, raw carrots, celery, you know, anything you would put into a garden salad that we would have. But other than that, I didn't know a fresh vegetable until until unless it hits you on the yeah. Face. Until I <laughs> <laughs> once I got married, I think we were married about. Three years, I think, and, and my husband asked me, well, your father, asked me if um, I would make broccoli. And I was like, what the hell is broccoli? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I made it, and we eat lots of broccoli now. So. Yep, and we do frozen, so it's a level up from the can. <laughs> What's making it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tell us. Cut it up. <laughs> no, you don't. Wash it, cut it up, put it in a pan. You've what? never done that. Oh, no, I do frozen broccoli now, but when okay. I started out, I used to, um, you know, do all my own cooking like that. I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So those are some meals from your upbringing, and you realize that you said once you got married and you had to make food for yourself. So then what are some of your favorite meals that you ended up making for your family or for us as kids um, your favorite my favorite uh, probably take out pizza <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you're a working um, mom so <laughs> yeah um i i used a lot of campbell soup recipes mm -hmm. like that one i remember was like um pasta with their canned cheddar cheese soup uh cubed leftover ham and a dash of dry mustard <laughs> Ooh, fancy. <laughs> there was, that was, you know, casseroles were really big in those days, like from the 50s on to when I was first married. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like a lot of the casseroles yeah. that you made for us, too. Okay, so you got married. And from what you've told me, your ambition, right, was your desire was to have children and be a stay-at-home mom. Is that right? Right, that's correct. And so what happened? So I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, until Teresa, my daughter Teresa was born in 81. And after that, after she, when she was a year old, I ended up going to nursing school. And after, like a th it was a three-year diploma program, got my RN. <clears throat> and then, um, when she... Oh, I'm trying to think. I graduated okay. in 85, and then I ended up getting pregnant one last time with Angela, and she was born in 1990. And this, I just recently retired, like the end of last year, from nursing. And I'm very happy staying home, crocheting, and watching Christmas movies. <laughs> yes. That's what I forgot <laughs> to put in the intro, is that she loves reality TV, trash reality TV, and Christmas <laughs> movies. So you started nursing school when you were pregnant with Teresa? No. After that? I started nursing school. Teresa was born in July, and I started nursing school that September. 
Okay. No, a year a year from then, a year after she was born. Okay. So you have four children in total. Yes. And is that how many that you plan to have or you wanted to have? Yeah, I would have had more kids if I could have. But if you could stay home with them. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So with all with each child, l- let me know, were there any like health issues that you had during or right after the pregnancies that you had? Um, the only thing that ever happened was I ended up becoming um, hypo, no, hyperthyroid uh, after I started nursing school. So hyperthyroid. Hyperthyroid. I was put on medication for that. And then once I became pregnant with you, um, they had to put me on, um, I became, let me see. I forget what the hell happened, but <laughs> it's fine. It's not as enough to be I perfect. ended up the pregnancy made me um, hypothyroid. So it switched. Switched. So now I have to take thyroid medication to replace, <clears throat> you know, the thyroid um, hormone that I've lost. Um, other than that, that's I never had any problems with the pregnancies. I, I never mm-hmm. had morning sickness and. You know, maybe like swollen with feet once in a while, but that was it. And you were allowed to smoke in the hospital, right? And when I, in my <laughs> second pregnancy, when I was with Helen, went to the uh, doctors, my water broke, they sent me to the hospital, and I asked for an ashtray in, in the labor room, and they brought me in an ashtray, and your father and I sat there and played cards, and I smoked. Yep. <laughs> Class act. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... <clears throat> Hyper and hypo help hypothyroidism. And then did you have like a surgery? What happened with, with that? Um, I had several years after Angela was born. I had um what uh oh god, it's called hyperparathyroidism. Mm-hmm. there are four parathyroid glands within the thyroid gland. Mm. And one of mine was producing too much hormone and it wasn't letting my blood absorb the calcium. I mean, it wasn't letting my bones absorb the calcium that was in my blood. Mm-hmm. So I was totally exhausted all the time. I would come home from work and just flop on the bed. I just, you know, it was awful. But, um, you know, that was diagnosed and I had surgery and, you know, everything was hunky-dory after that. Nice. And do you feel like, so that was at the time when you had already finished nursing school and then you were working, right? Yes. And then you had four kids on top of it. Yes. So throughout that time, when you went to see doctors or whatever happened, did anyone ever ask you like about your personal life? Like if you were under stress and things like that? Yeah. Yes. I had, um, I had a sister, as you know, that was mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that was on my application for nursing school. And the doctor, um, the nursing school doctor, didn't believe that I had a thyroid problem. He thought, and it's funny because he was an endocrinologist, with, you know, they deal with hormones. Yes. He never even checked my thyroid. He could have put his hands on my neck and felt that I had mm. a goiter, which is a swollen thyroid and um he he didn't he saw that my sister was mentally ill and he sent me to see the school psychiatrist yeah 
that's really important for a lot of people to hear, especially women, because we know now going to the doctor, a lot of the times they say, well, you should see a therapist, which is important because mental health is important, as we all know. But it can't you can't be writing off somebody's physical ailment as a, a mental illness just because you see it, especially on a some sheet or you see a family history like that. Right. And he when he finally did, um, t- you know, check my thyroid levels, he it, when it came back, he said, this can't be right. You have, you have to have this t- taken again. Mm-hmm. So I did. And it was even higher. And um, at that point, I had lost 17 pounds in a month. Because mm-hmm, weight loss is one of the yeah, the and I was I was eating like three candy bars every afternoon in, in <laughs> the, diet. school. <laughs> I was walking around with my coat open in the winter because it was um, you you get so hot with hyperthyroidism. So um, yeah, he was a great great doctor. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy because what year was that? Was that in the nineties then? That was in I started nursing school in eighty two. And this was it was the fall of eighty two that this started, like maybe in November, and I wasn't treated until maybe the end of January. Wow! And the crazy thing is, is people are still coming up against these issues, specifically women. Then we have women of color. There's so many different issues depending on you know your specific problem and the community you live in, and your background. And it's crazy that people still have to go through that, especially if you have a family. If you don't even have health insurance, that's a whole nother issue. And that's that's why we want you to be on the podcast so people can hear about it. So, okay, so finally you have that diagnosed, that's sort of under control. And as we know, the thyroid also, for people who don't know, is obviously a part of the hor- your hormones and how they work. And then also that's linked to weight and weight loss, weight gain, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why that's a big concern for a lot of women as well. Um and then, so again, you're, you're dealing with four children. There's a lot of stress. You deal with the diagnosis. And then when did you start to battle or you felt that you were battling with depression? Um, that started in, I believe that started in nursing school too. Nursing school was great for me. I ended up getting everything, high blood pressure, <laughs> depression, you know, Mm-hmm. Hypo, hyperthyroidism yeah yeah it was a great time best three years of my life <laughs> so it started in, in nursing school yes mm-hmm. and well actually it started because I wanted to stop smoking okay I, but but I was I was always kind of depressed but um the doctor put me on them to start stop me you know so I could stop smoking and um I didn't stop smoking till about a year after I was on the medication so those were antidepressants? Yes. Okay. But when you say you always felt like, like you were depressed, was that like from when you were a child, from when you were a teenager? Yeah, from when I was <clears throat> a child. I think it started like in my early teens. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was always depressed. And did you feel like you could ever like tell your parents or was there anybody that was depression even talked about? No. No. So you couldn't mm. tell anybody? No. So I just ate instead of uh, talking to somebody. Okay, so that's an, that's the other thing I wanted to ask. You're leading me right into the questions, Karen. <laughs> Her nickname is Karina, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's her alter ego. So, okay, so you said that you ate starting maybe in your teens. 
like to to feed the well even younger than that what age maybe maybe around 10 really yeah well probably was started you know after my father left the picture Mm -hmm. so um yeah so I, I ate a lot. We had a lot of junk food in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Twinkies and Hostess cupcakes were all over the place. Um, we never had fresh fruit in the house or vegetables. We know that. Right. We might we might have had uh, like canned fruit cocktail, a pineapple. <laughs> if um. it has cocktail in the name, <laughs> I know it's pretty sure it's not a real fruit. It's not a fresh fruit. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah those were the biggies like hostess cup oh hershey bars oh yeah and then uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the um the uh, what do you call it? chocolate chip cookies i think Burry's made them and mm. they came in like a sleeve of like eight cookies and i would just grab my sleeve of eight cookies and a big glass of milk and go sit and watch tv for the afternoon yeah. Yeah. And so that's when you felt like that started when your father. So your father left us. What what age were you again? I think it was like seven or eight. OK, seven or eight. And then but you're sort of sort of noticed it as you got a little bit older. Yeah, that that actually, I didn't think of that. I totally forgot. I had um, my appendix out when I was oh, about yes. that age, about maybe nine or ten. I was in um, sixth grade at the time. And um I, my appendix ended up bursting. I was out of school for five weeks. And up until this point, my mother couldn't get me to eat. I was, when I was really young, she would have to read me a page of a book and then say, okay, now, you know, take a mouthful or a bite or whatever. And um, I was really skinny. I was thin. Probably like maybe underweight a little yeah. bit. <clears throat> so one, when I was in the hospital, First of all, they get only gave you like ginger ale and stale Jello, you know. Once you could, <laughs> once you could eat, and um, so once I started eating again, I couldn't stop. It was you know, I don't know. Maybe I th- thought that if I ate, that wouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? Who, yeah, that your knows? father wouldn't have left. Oh my! Uh, oh my appendix wouldn't. Oh, have sorry, <laughs> I didn't know what you were referring to. Did you mean the appendix? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I see. But you still connected it to your, to your dad as well. I didn't at that time, but I do now. But you do now. Yeah. yeah. Seeing the two of those those things, and it, they could be both connected. It can just be stress of from the household, and like you said, you had so many different siblings, and then like a stepdad. So that's a lot of you know that's a lot of pressure on a on a young person. Yep. So one of my memories from growing up. Well, I have so many positive memories with you, but when we're talking about like specific health conditions and things like that, we would always go to a diet workshop. You remember? Yep. So what is diet workshop? Explain it to people. Um, diet workshop or Weight Watchers would previously, you know, right? You no, know, for if they were two separate entity entities, they never were the same, but I started out with Weight Watchers for maybe a year and then. And that was 1970, and then I final then I switched to Diet Workshop until they went defunct, and then I went back to Weight Watchers, and I fi- I should own the damn company by now, <laughs> but uh, I finally 
you know, let go of Weight Watchers last year and, you know, I'm glad I did. I saved a few bucks, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you've been on like a weight loss journey for, you know, for how long would you say? Since your kids? Since 1970. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's what you said. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So more recently, you've <clears> been <throat> doing the keto like regimen or diet lifestyle. Yes. And how have you felt with that? Um, I feel, you know, much better. I'm lighter. That's for sure. Um, I lost about 24 pounds in nice. 14 weeks. Wow. Um, it's basically a moderate protein, low carb, high fat diet. <clears throat> and it's funny because, you know, Weight Watchers and Diet Workshops were always low fat or no fat. Mm-hmm. You know, that was really a bad thing to eat. <clears throat> That's what they said it was a bad thing to eat. Yeah, right? but um, but it's absolutely something your body needs. And, uh, you know, the, the whole keto thing is just, it's amazing. It really is. And if anybody wants more info on it, there are tons of people on YouTube that have, um, you know, great videos about how to get started and, what to buy and what to eat in a day and stuff like that. Really interesting. And you, what is the one that you found that you like the most? The woman that you bought her stuff. Um, okay. It's dirty, lazy keto. Oh, what's her? I can't, it's okay. We can, pu- going we can put her name in the show notes. So it's fine. okay. So dirty, lazy, keto, dirty, lazy keto. Yeah. And there's, um, I started out with the diet doctor. Uh, website and then I found Dirty Lazy Keto and now there's uh, several others that I really like Um, one of them is uh, Serious Keto and another one is called Half Asser Keto (laughs) (laughs) just all the the beauties oh my god but there's so many more I mean yeah you could find so much information on it and that's something different too that you didn't have when you were <clears throat> go, when you were first going through your journey is like there wasn't like podcasts, YouTube, that's like a big difference right. too, right? Yeah. And so we also didn't mention but you also um when did you get your diabetes? So you have type 2 diabetes, right? Yes. Um trying to think oh my gosh just approximate no one's gonna quiz you on it 10 years ago maybe longer okay so type 2 for people who don't know it's it's preventative right it's through lifestyle changes you usually can come off the medicine yes and i'm hoping that Mm -hmm. i will be able to come off the medication eventually that's great and you heard that from your practitioner after you had the recent weight loss yes she um i asked her if i could come off of it because my um blood sugar level was so low Um, but she said because it was the holiday season, she didn't think it was a good idea and that she would, you know, wait until after the holiday season and check my level again. Just because people are under stress, they're eating more, right? And also just for the listeners, we're not necessarily promoting keto to get off your diabetes medication. You always want to check with your practitioner what works best for you. Obviously you can try your own diets and experiment, but just never go off your medication without speaking to someone first, just so you know. And on this podcast, we promote a lot of different lifestyle changes, but keto has worked well for my mom and she does deal with diabetes. So you should look into that as well. 
what okay this is something i wanted to ask you so i know that so you've been through this you know that's almost okay 1970 i can't do math that's like 50 years almost right um oh actually it wasn't let me see i got married in 70 so it was actually like january of 72 that i started um so like 48 years right yeah okay <clears throat> so that so what do you feel like so i've seen you go through like different phases right and now so we're in we're um in a pandemic you haven't been able to see certain family members right yeah why do you think now is the time <clears throat> that you've been able to not just lose the weight but mentally be able to prepare yourself for that um i don't know I, one thing though it's um probably good that we're not going out a lot because you know then you don't have to deal with um you know different food people pushing food on you or uh you know or everybody having a drink and you don't want to have a drink because you know you're trying to <clears throat> stay in your uh, your keto which you can drink on keto don't get me wrong um mm -hmm. I had three rum and diet cokes the other night, so <laughs> you can drink. Um, I was gonna say another thing is my two of my grandchildren who live downstairs are doing I uh, were on a gluten free diet, and um, which helped because then I you know we didn't have like rolls on the table at dinner and bread. Uh, you know, so that helped a lot. And um, so it helps to have the support from the family. Yes. Yeah. So my sister lives downstairs with her two kids. So they're doing like a low inflammatory, like anti-inflammatory, -infl I should say, diet, like no sugar, no dairy, no. Yeah. First, no it gluten. was first it was just, just no, no gluten, gluten, but now it's gone to no sugar, no dairy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of stuff. So, yeah, it's good to have the support. And then, like you said, because of COVID, we're not socializing as much. So you can just reduce that, like that interaction that you have. But when you do go out, it seems like you enjoy what you're eating. I do. I do. But I usually, you know, I'll get like um, a nice piece of steak or chicken or fish. And um, I won't get the potato or rice, but I'll ask for a double order of um, vegetables or an order of vegetables and asked if I could have a, a garden salad as one of the, you know, uh, as one of the sides instead. And that works out really well. And what are your favorite new keto meals that you've been making or desserts too? Um, I, I'm telling you, the, the desserts are not my favorite. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working on those. I made... Uh, for my grandkids the other day, these no-bake um, donut holes. I like those. You didn't like them? No, I don't know. Not the right texture for me. We'll give uh, one to Mark. I think we have some left. I don't. Jackson might have eaten them today. I don't know. Okay. Uh, and also, um, I find if, if I make a dessert that has too much um, artificially sweetened chocolate in it, I end up, you know, in the bathroom a lot. Okay, so you have because, diarrhea. We yes. can say it. Okay, so you've noticed that that affects you more now. Yes, and that's yeah. interesting. Once you change your whole diet and everything, now your body's like reacting to it. Yeah. Um, 
favorite meals, I would say any meal I don't have to cook is pretty much my favorite. But <laughs> we do um, like cheeseburgers. Um, we'll do spaghetti squash with um, jarred uh, sauce that's with no sugar in it. Oh, jarred sauce, you said. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, spaghetti squash is really, really good. Um, what else do I like? Um, oh, chicken thighs. I've done chicken thighs like in the oven, on the top of the stove, in the instant pot, um, pretty much everywhere. And, um, yeah. And then just vegetable. We eat a lot of broccoli, uh, a lot of fresh green. Well, a lot of, I was trying for fresh green beans, but I guess they must take them away because of the pandemic. They don't want people... Oh, you picking know. through them. Yeah. So, but we do get the uh, fresh ones that are in a bag that are, you know, pre-washed and everything. And, um, yeah, those are good. Nice. So, <laughs> um, okay. So now the holidays are coming up. So how are you feeling about like your keto and what you're eating and everything? Um, good. I was uh, looking on, you know, different watching different YouTube videos and going to different um, uh, websites too that have great recipes. And um, this one person has like a um, recipe for gravy that's based, it has a cauliflower base. And I'm trying to think, there's different like, there's different keto um Corn, not cornbread. Um, yeah, cornbread and therefore stuffing recipes. Um, so we're gonna try, you know, those this year and see, you know, see how it goes. My daughter said she found a um, a sugar-free cranberry recipe, cranberry sauce recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course the vegetables, that's fine. No problem there. No problem with the turkey. Uh, and, and my daughter's going to make a crustless um, pumpkin pie for dessert. Ooh, nice. And I'm sure we'll have some something else for dessert. Yeah, I'll but, probably make um, a dessert too, actually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it sh- everything should go well. Yeah, be optimistic. You sound, you sound like devastated. <laughs> well, every time I think of it, I'm like, oh, are we going to be able to do this? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you're not alone. There's many people that are doing the same thing. So, yeah. and you'll, it will be fun to try new things out. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. So I wanted to ask you this too. This is one of my favorites. Just make sure, just relax, loosen up. You're fine. I feel like you're so tense. She's like sweating bullets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So my mom loves, to use different expressions that not everyone has heard of. So if you have children around, you don't want them to be listening to this. Um, so give us your top three favorite expressions. Um, Think about it if you have to. He's so old. He has one foot in the grave and one foot in a banana peel. Okay. That's one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> deaf as somebody is deaf as a haddock. Okay. Um, oh, what's one of my can I give you a hint? Yeah, Colder? <laughs> Cold as a witch's tit in a brass cup. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other ones you want to add? Uh, oh, the um, I'm walking through the mud, pulling up my boots. 
That's not one of mine. Yes, it is. You said it to Danny Pimentel at the chorus party. <laughs> I don't remember it. Let it, me put on my um. Oh, let me put on <laughs> my hip boots because of the shit's getting deep or something like that. <laughs> no, yes, like, like I don't on, remember. Let me put on my hip boots so I can walk through all your bullshit. <laughs> how you said it before. I must have just heard that that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So those are three expressions. Well, four if you wanna ever use them listeners out there hey karen yeah yes mark here you like christmas movies love them hallmark hallmark uh, also uh up the up channel and also lifetime i don't know those ones and but Netflix. i, but I Netflix. do know i do know hallmark and we're going to test your knowledge to see if you know if this is a real Hallmark Christmas movie or it's been made up by the internet or from my brain. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. A Christmas Detour. Yes, that's a real one. Okay. One for one. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> Chris Masomenos. Chris Masomenos? I don't know. So, so, I don't know. Sounds weird enough that it could be true, but I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the answer? Um, I'll say it's true. It's from my brain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this one? Rudolph's Kisses. I'll say that's false. Oh, that is made up. You're right. <laughs> 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 All right. You're doing pretty good. Now, this is a weird one. Okay. Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. That is true. That's a real Hallmark yep, movie. I watched that this year. Oh, that what a weird. <laughs> that was a really good one, too. Okay. How about uh, Christmas of Graceland? Yep, that's true. There's two sequels to that, too. Wow. If Elvis were still living at Graceland, he would have loved Hallmark's Christmas at Graceland. <laughs> okay. Here's, <laughs> a, here's a good one. Um, a Meowy Christmas. And I don't know why I said Christmas as if I was a child. <laughs> a meowy Christmas. I'm going to say that's false. That is never. That's not a movie. Yep, you're right. Okay. <laughs> there is the Nine Lives of Christmas, which is one of my favorites. How about Santa Paws and the Special Helper? Yes, that's true. I made that one up. Oh, you did? If it's the, real, I I don't know. I know. There is a Santa Paws movie, so... <laughs> Maybe the special helper was the made up part. All right. We've, we're almost done. Let's see if you can uh, can get the last couple. Okay. A shoe addicts. Christmas. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not one of my favorites. No. <laughs> okay. How about this? A meth addicts Christmas. No, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, from, that's from my brain. And I think you uh, <clears throat> you passed the test. Good work. All right. Thank Merry you. Christmas to you. Thanks. Merry Christmas, Mark. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so also Karen's 69th birthday is coming up. We're so excited. December 5th, the star yes. was born. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to end on, well, I'm going to ask a question. So the uh, name of the podcast, as you know, Karen, is Salsa Soul Food. Now, I want you to discuss, so salsa is physical activity. Soul right. is like <laughs> nourishing activities, like reading a book, going for a walk. Um, you know, talking to friends and then food is like your relationship with food, new recipes, a new diet, things like that. So I want to hear three different goals that you have 
in the areas of salsa, which is movement, soul, which is nourishing activities, and food, which is like your relationship with food. If you don't have one, you can make one up on the spot. And then I'll nag you about it later. (laughs) Okay, for salsa, um, I would like to be able to walk, um, you know, long distances, like more than a block. (laughs) Okay, nice. That's great. Um, right now, because I don't go out that much, I walk around my dining room table like about six times every hour. Okay, that's great. <laughs> that's nice. Um, let me see. Salsa, soul mm-hmm. is, oh, oh, mysteries. I read mysteries every single night. Nice. How many, but what's your goal around them though? Um, what's my goal? No, I could never do that. I don't know how they do it. It's amazing. And, and you know what I mean? There must be some sort of a formula, but I never get, I never figure it out. <laughs> well, you've also never attempted to write one, but no. I'm sure you could do it. No, I could not. I could okay. not do that. Um, I would like to take a mosaic class online. Yeah, she's an excellent mosaic artist. Mos- we always encourage her to do it. Mosaicist. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> mosaicist. I've only made three pieces. but <laughs> No, but they're beautiful. They're amazing. So you want to take a mosaic class online. Yes. Continuing to read the mysteries. Yes. Um, continuing to crochet. Make doll clothes for my granddaughter. Yes. In Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and then what? Food? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, as you know, I've been experimenting with the keto recipes. I would like to find a really good keto dessert. And, mm. you know, also some, just some great recipes to liven things up, you know, for meal times and So a dessert and, is number one. So anyone out there who has a great keto recipe, get into my DMs and let me know. I can share it with my mom. Yeah, that'd be great. So we hope that listening to a little bit of Karen Spignisi's story was helpful. We'll probably have her back on because she was a bit tense. No, I'm just kidding. You were great. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your life because I know that it's going to be helpful for somebody out there who might be dealing with something similar and hope you find that lovely keto dessert recipe. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. I love you. I love you too. Thank you.